Hello and welcome to Reddit Readings in episode 81. In this episode we are covering the posts on r slash entitled parents. Let's jump right into the first story posted by user MindfulTherapist186, with the title. Entitled Dad Leaves Me With His Children On A Plane. So this happened last weekend. I was flying out of JFK Airport in New York, aka one of the worst airports in the US, trying to not catch the plague, double mask fuck ya. When I was in the TSA line, I was surrounded by two families. A mom and her son behind me and two parents with two boys in front of me. The mom in front of me was tired. Like she was sitting on a big carry-on bag while her husband wheeled her about tired. Dad was so focused on mom not falling off the suitcase that the boys were just darting about and trying to play with the boy behind me as well. It's 6.30 a.m. I am on two hours of sleep so the world is just too much for me. But I also worked at a special needs preschool for two years prior to becoming a therapist so I know how to wrangle kids on minimal sleep. I go into crowd control mode, asking the boys about their interests but reminding them we have to be quiet to talk about them. I find out the brothers are Eric, 9, and Daniel, 6, and they are really excited about going on a plane. The boys start having a quiet convo about Minecraft. The mom behind me thanks me and we actually have a nice chat about me previously working in the special needs school and how fun it was. A hour and a half later I am boarding my plane and I see the tired mom like five rows back from where I was seated. She's at a window seat and she's already passed out. I sit and about five minutes later I see the dad and two boys coming on the plane. The first kid Daniel sits down next to me and dad pauses for a moment just staring at me. After a minute I'm just like me, is something wrong? I shit you not, this man proceeds to take the boarding pass out of his second son's hand, swap it with his, and tell his son to sit in the aisle seat. He then bolts to the row his wife is in. Once the disbelief wears off. The boys start asking me questions about the plane and snacks and the TV mounted in front of them. I am so exhausted I don't even fight it. I show the older one how to turn on the TV screen on seat in front of him and tell them, Miss Mindful is really sleepy, like your mom, so I am going to take a nap. Both of them tell me to have a nice nap and I pass out. I wake up two hours later to my tray down with a mini water bottle and a bag of cookies on it. Apparently my new friends thought I would want a snack when I woke up, great kids. 30 minutes before we land, there's commotion behind us and what sounds like running. All of a sudden, formerly asleep mom is very much awake and looking over both kids to make sure they are alright. Both of them mention how they have been watching Moana so they are perfectly fine. Mom then shoots her husband the neutral face of displeasure, if you don't know what that is. Google the fresh off the boat clip of it. When we get off the plane, mom follows me to the bathroom to apologize. Apparently she took some medication to help ease her anxiety with flying but just knocked her, can't be anxious if you unconscious I suppose. Her husband was supposed to sit with the younger boy, while the older one sat with her. She freaked out when she woke up and saw her husband and in her drowsy state she thought her husband forgot the children back at JFK hence her panic. Apparently her husband thought it was a good idea to leave them with me because he heard me talking about working at a school and figured they would be fine with me. 
she apologized, and when we got out of the bathroom, she made her husband apologize for abandoning our children with a stranger. The whole walk out to the pickup area, she was reminding her children about stranger danger and how they need to be careful in big places like this. Daniel gave me a paper heart he folded out of a New York City brochure so I have a new best friend now lol. Our next story is posted by user X Jane Doe, with the title. Entitled Mother Thinks I Should Give My Diabetic Snacks to Her Daughter. So I'm a type 1 diabetic and in the morning I went out for a bike ride. As I'm a diabetic, I always bring snacks with me in case I go low or get hungry. I bring a juice box, a few glucose tablets, two fruit chew bars and two granola bars. Just enough for me to be able to correct my blood sugar twice and have a small snack. As I was biking home, I passed someone sitting on the ground who looked like they were kinda distressed so I pulled over to ask if they were okay. The guy was a little younger than me and told me he was a diabetic and showed me his medic alert necklace. He explained that he had gone low while biking but forgot to refill the snacks in his bag when he had left so he was trying to figure out what to do. No one to bring him anything but didn't want to call an ambulance over this. I offered him my snacks and to sit with him while we waited for it to go back up, explaining that I was a diabetic. After I had sat down with him and gave him the tablets, a woman came over and asked for my juice box for her daughter. I explained that I was giving him what I had because he was a diabetic and had low blood sugar and I needed the rest to ensure I could get home safe. She started to tell me that she and her daughter had been biking for a few hours and she was hungry and just wanted my juice box and a granola bar. I asked if her daughter was diabetic and she said no, so I apologized and again explained nicely that I need those for myself. The conversation that followed is as such. M. So why did you give him some? Me. Because he is a diabetic and his blood sugar is very low. For reference our blood sugar is supposed to be between 4 to 8 and his was 2.3. M. Do you know him? Me. No but as a diabetic I know how dangerous lows can be and if I was in his position I'd hope a fellow diabetic would try to help me M. So you don't know him? The conversation continued like that. She asking why I cared if I didn't know him and me giving the same explanation. Until the guy rechecked his blood sugar and it was back up to 3.5. As this was still a little too low for both of us to feel comfortable, I grabbed my juice to give to him and this is when M tried to grab it out of my hand, saying that if his blood sugar was still low I should just call him ambulance and then I could give my snacks to her and her daughter. At this point I was honestly kinda pissed and told her to fuck off and that as mom she should have thought to brought snacks for her daughter and if I hadn't gone by what would she have done. She went red in the face, called me a bitch and stormed back to her daughter. The guy's levels went up and we parted ways and as I started to bike away I heard mom shout after me, calling me a bitch again. Our next story is posted by user thrown into deep water, with the title. I am your mother. At the beginning of lockdowns here in Germany, my mother came to me, saying I should let her live with me in my house, because, wait for it, I am your mother. Well, I let her move into the granny apartment. It has a separate entrance and has one bedroom, one bathroom, kitchen, dining room and living room. 
while she slept in the bedroom in the apartment. She used the main kitchen to cook her meals, but refused to cook shared meals, used the main living room to watch TV, basically acted as if she owned the house. Any of my complaints she likewise dismissed, I am your mother. It all came to a head, when I was working on a computer in the living room. There was a lull while the system setup was doing its thing, so I went to the kitchen to brew tea and have a snack. During this time, my mother went into living room to watch TV. But I had been listening to Vivaldi's Four Seasons. So she started pulling power plugs in an attempt to shut off the music. One of the first plugs she pulled was of course the computer I'd been working on. When I came back from the kitchen, she rejected any fault for it. According to her, it was clearly my fault, because she had to shut off the music to watch TV. So why would she feel free to shut off my music in my house? Not to mention that I had to start over the system setup. Well, because, I am your mother. I countered, and my mother is a guest in my house. So until you behave like a guest, you better go to your apartment. She didn't like being treated like that one bit. Well, she went to her apartment, then left. I went to a hardware store and bought new locks. Until then, the keys for the main door also worked for the apartment door and vice versa. The inside door connecting the apartment and the main house, didn't have a lock at all. So yes, I locked her out of the main part of the house. And then the phone call started. First my brother, to whom I suggested he take her in. The house he lives in alone, is even larger than mine. Then my older sister, who has two spare rooms in her and her husband's condo, since her children moved out long ago. And who didn't like the suggestion, she should take our mother in, either. My sister's daughter was somewhat surprised, when I explained to her, that the house belongs to me and not to her grandmother. Her brother only called to get my confirmation about that. My brother's son was actually on my side, but warned me about my mother planning something. So a few days later, while running errands, I get a call from the hardware store, from which I bought the new locks. They told me that the police had called them to send someone to open the house. What had my mother done? She called the police for help, because, her son had locked her out of her house. When the officers at my house confronted me with that, I simply told them to try her key at the door on the side. Obviously, they hadn't done that before. Then they wanted proof that it was actually I who owned the house. Oddly enough, the copies of the deed I had at home, were nowhere to be found. So I called my attorney and he sent one of his partners with new copies. He also brought eviction papers, telling me, to consider it. I simply asked for a pen. A couple days later, my mother moved in with my brother. Brother, older sister and her husband helped her with her stuff. Brother made a last effort to make me change my mind. My sister merely treated me with contempt. Brother-in-law told me quietly he vetoed our mother moving in with them before my sister even made the suggestion. But, this still isn't the end of it. The police officers are pressing charges for falsely reporting a crime, me locking her out. Everyone and his little brother has called me, to take back the charges. I hadn't pressed them in the first place, it's out of my hand. To tell the police, that it's all just a misunderstanding. Or at least, put in a good word for her. Why? Of course because, she is your mother. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Our next story is posted by user Mason17, with the title, Entitled Parents Ask Me to Remove My Prosthetic. For a bit of background, I, 24M, am half-deaf on my left side due to a birth defect. I also have a misshaped ear due to a combination of birth defects and surgeries to repair it. When I got a bit older I started wearing a prosthetic ear on that side to cover it up. It wasn't perfect, but it looked better than what I originally had. Unfortunately though, these types of prosthetics don't last forever and have to be replaced every so often as the colors begin to fade and it tears around the edges, it is removable. I was due for a new one and was just waiting on my insurance to approve it before the prosthetist was send it to me. For the actual story. I was working in a pediatric emergency room at the time and had just received an order to perform an EKG on a roughly 8 to 10 year old patient. When I walked into the room and began to introduce myself to the family, mom, dad, and the patient, the mother looked up at me and gasped. I was taken aback and asked her what was wrong. She told me, your ear is really freaking me out. Is it supposed to be some kind of Halloween costume or something? It seems inappropriate for a children's hospital. Mind you, it was only October 2nd or 3rd. I explained to her that I had a disability for which I wear a prosthetic. Shen then asked me to take it off because it is making me uncomfortable. I politely declined because it's held on by medical glue and not so easy to take on and off. I proceeded to do my job and perform the EKG but throughout the procedure the father decided to repeatedly probe me for personal information. Asking me things like, are you sure you're qualified to do this? And, how long did you go to school before this job? I answered his questions, but could very obviously tell that he was insinuating I was mentally disabled and shouldn't be working in this field. I finished the procedure as quickly as I could and left not saying anything to the parents but did wish the child well. I gave the report to the beside nurse and asked her not to call me for this patient unless they absolutely needed to. I kept my mouth shut at the time but I'm retrospect I wish I had spoken up for myself more. Some people just have no respect for those with disabilities. Edit. Wow thanks for all the well wishes. While my blood was boiling at the time, I've dealt with far worse. I'm doing great now. Since then I've moved on to our pediatric ICU. Also gone back to school for my master's this year and have earned several more credentials since then. Don't let anyone else tell you what you can, can't do because of your disability. Our final story is posted by user Dark909911, with the title. A short time does not mean you can go on a cruise. It was about 10 years ago when I was married to my second, and last, wife, now ex-wife. I am a chef and she worked retail. We weren't rich but we were doing well for ourselves. We each owned our own cars, shared all the money equally because it didn't matter who made more than the other we were married so everything was equal. 
She wanted to take some classes and instead of working her retail job she would babysit for extra income and I was all for it. If that's what made her happy, go for it. After she got settled with her classes we put out ads for her babysitting side job. I know what she was offering for the price she was asking was much lower than day cares by a lot. But she wasn't in it for the money. She just loves kids. She took on three kids. Four, M, years old to an eight, F, year old. The other was five, F, if I remember correct. All the kids were good and we had a large fenced-in backyard they could play in with lots of kids' toys. And snacks were provided. Most of the parents were friendly and came in to pick up or drop off their kids. One mother though would come in and just say, see you later. To her little girl, the five-year-old, and walk away. No kiss. No I love you. Nothing. My ex took in kids from 2.30 p.m. when the younger kids would get out of their respective schools. Kindergarten or preschool. Not sure what it was called. Then from 3 p.m. on for the older girl. Things seemed to be going well and my ex was happy. Then one Monday morning, not afternoon like the schedule said, the entitled mother drops her daughter off. My ex was in classes so she was lucky it was my day off. I said I would watch her until my ex was done then she will take over. She just shrugged like it was nothing and set a duffel bag just inside the door. I had never been part of this except to talk to the kids and entertain them now and then, so I didn't know the drop-off, pick-up procedures. Then like always the mother just turned and walked away. When my ex got out of her classes and saw the girl she asked where her mom or dad was. She said, mommy is going away for a few days. She said I am staying here with you. Immediately my ex started calling the girl's mother only for it to go straight to voicemail. She had a listing for another number listed as dad. It went to voicemail as well. So my ex watched all three kids like usual and the parents of the other two kids came on time and left. This little girl usually got picked up at 6.30 p.m. But not that day. That time came and went. Then 8.30. Then it was close to 10 p.m. The entire time my ex was calling these numbers with the same results. Nothing but voicemail. By this time the little girl had fallen asleep and we put her in the spare room. The ex called the police to let them know what is going on but said we will keep her with us for now until we reach the mother. After many tries to both numbers with no better results. I went onto Facebook and found this woman's profile. I was going to look for a family member or a contact we could call. As soon as the home page came up my jaw hit the floor. There was a picture of them on a cruise ship deck as it was leaving port. I called in my ex to see and she was as flabbergasted as I was. Going through her friends list I saw her mother. I contacted her to let her know what was happening and someone had to come pick this girl up. We didn't sign up for that. Her mother told us she would be there as soon as she could. After close to two hours the grandmother showed up to collect the little girl. But she wasn't alone. She brought the little girl's father. By the way the girl squealed out, Daddy. Then ran and hugged him I knew it had been a while since they saw each other. We invited them in for coffee and the grandmother told us the story. From what she told us her daughter had taken her daughter and ran off with some rich guy and didn't tell anyone where she was. The guy on the cruise with her was the man she was cheating with and not her husband. The father had called the police from our place and had them come there for proof of abandonment by the mother.
I showed the officer the Facebook photo dated just the night before. He got the father and grandmother to go with him to the police station to fill out the paperwork but took our statements at our house. We signed them and they were gone. We never heard from the mother for the next three weeks and thought it was odd she wouldn't call to go nuclear on us. Then a couple of days later we had an excited banging on the door. When I opened it I saw the father beaming with joy, holding his daughter's hand. I invited them in and he filled us in on the juicy details. She made big money and he was a stay-at-home dad. In the last year she had been distancing herself from him. When he confronted her she said he was delusional. Later on he drove to the store to pick up some odds and ends but when he got home she and his daughter were gone. All there was a note saying goodbye and he will never see either of them again and the police seemed useless. She started an affair while they were still together around the same time she started acting different but he didn't clue in. After she ran off he took the note to her mother who did everything she could to help but her daughter was ignoring her too. She even hired someone to find her. It was just by chance we found them and they couldn't believe their luck. The father said the mother got some major and some minor charges. 1. Child abduction 2. Child endangerment 3. Child abandonment 4. Possession of a controlled substance 5. Resisting arrest 6. Vehicle theft. I guess she rented a car at one airport and never left the keys with it nor told anyone where she parked it because she wasn't answering her calls or texts. The reason for this? They left the phones home so they wouldn't get bothered on the trip. I don't remember all the charges and I may have gotten one or more of those ones wrong too. But the father said he now has 100% custody of his daughter. The mother got in the area of 16 years in total. She was also ordered by the court to have zero contact indefinitely or until she finishes her jail time and extensive therapy. The father was also awarded the house and all assets because he didn't have an income or way to support his daughter. The company the mother worked for also cashed out all stocks or whatever they were and gave the money to them as well. Even though they were not responsible for doing that. Just helping out. The other man she went on the cruise with owned a smallish company with his wife. When this all came out she started proceedings for a divorce and since the company was started by her family and he didn't buy into it, it all went to her. She was also taking him to court for more things too. In the end he had nothing and she had it all. He wasn't charged with any of the wrongdoings because he wasn't there to drop the little girl off. My ex was sad to be losing such a sweet little girl but they stayed in contact. As far as I know they are still in contact. The dad got a job with the kitchen I work in as a server. I didn't get him the job. He did that all himself. I only put in a good word with my boss. I am long gone from that place but he is now a co-owner now and still goes in every day and serves tables. All tips he normally would make he gives to the bus boys, girls and hosts, hostesses because they are part-time high school kids who wouldn't get tips. I hope her cruise was worth it. That's it for today's episode of Reddit Readings, until next time, take care. Bye. Do you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. 
In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookyScienceSisters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you, and stay spooky. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there.